Hello everyone, my name is Catherine Ferreira. I am the host and owner of Gem and Me. I want to take the time today to introduce myself. Who am I? I'm a young, proud, first-generation Latina, born and raised in Washington Heights. I have excelled in my life with adversity, hope, belief, motivation, and most importantly, the power in me. And I believe everybody has their own power inside themselves. And I want to share this platform with you to be able to explore and dig very deep inside of you to find the blessings, the gifts that you were given to become the best version of yourself. So thank you so much for joining today to the Gem and Me podcast. I hope to give you blessings, aha moments, many gifts really that you have within yourself to be able to unfold and find those within you. Thank you for listening today and welcome to Gemini. The power is within you. happy and excited and blessed to have the master of anything like the master of watch us thrive podcast like she is a goddess a queen um victor right because we're not victims right we have overpassed and created you know a life a legacy that we're creating for ourselves and I am so blessed to have you you know as a friend as a sisterhood right sisterhood, um accountability partner and I feel like we have so much in common really we haven't really had the nitty-gritty conversation this is why we're having this today but thank you so much for being here and having the space and I've heard your podcast and how amazing you are and so I wanted you to tell us a little bit like who are you and why you created this amazingness um, podcast and what motivated you to create it? Well, first of all, the introduction is like, yes, queen, please. Yes. <laughs> no, but thank you so much. I'm really so honored to be here. And yes, for those who are meeting me for the first time, my name is Leanne. I am the creator and host of the Watch Us Thrive podcast. It's a podcast that's a little bit about everything. It talks about mental health. It talks about my own struggles in my healing journey. Um, I feature amazing, amazing guests to come on to share their own experiences of turning their pain into power. Talk about, you know, toxic relationships and not just romantic ones like, you know, family, friendship, all of that. Um, and just finding who the fuck you are like the inner bad bitch that we all have oh. within us right um and why I started it, it it's still a fairly new podcast I started it in the beginning of this year January 1st to be exact and I just needed an outlet to really journal out my thoughts um for those who are hearing me for the first time I am a domestic violence survivor um that happened a little over a year ago and in hitting that rock bottom, I'm sure we're gonna get into it more, but you know, hitting that rock bottom in that moment, I really needed a way to heal from that. And, um, you know, just sharing my story and what I've been through and attracting people who have also gone through their own forms of trauma, it's just helped me um, just tell my story and just 
have people here like, yo, you're not alone in whatever it is that you go through. And, you know, it started with me sharing my story, but it's really just grown into something so fucking beautiful. And I'm just, I'm here for it. <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you so much for sharing that and like yeah. the story behind it, because there's a lot of power behind pain. I feel like, you know, we get stuck in that victim, right? So I kind of highlighted that at the beginning when I um, intro introduced you, because sometimes people stay in that victim phase, right? And um, there's a lot of people living there, unfortunately. And like transitioning into the victor, where you've healed, you've done the work, you're doing the work, you're fighting it. And it's a constant struggle. Like it doesn't happen overnight, you're like healed. And so you've been like in that process and you've healed many you know traumas and especially the one you mentioned which I feel like is huge and I didn't know it was so fairly recent it's hard to like talk about talk in that space where it's so recent and you're like yes like I went through that very recently and I'm in another space now yeah um, so tell me like your upbringings I wanted to kind of go deeper into like I know that you have a big story and a a big purpose behind uh, domestic violence. I feel like it speaks to like your power and your um, community. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to learn a little bit more about your upbringings. Like who was your role model when you were growing up? Mm, that's a really, really good question. And you, and you know, thinking back to my childhood, I don't know why, but I really can't remember a lot of it. The only time I can really remember my childhood is if I'm watching like home videos. Um, but, you know, growing up, I would say the person that I wanted to emulate the most was my older sister, uh, Janice. And, you know, that that's something that is still with me to this day. Um, you know, I'm her personal assistant. I do all the behind the scenes stuff for her amazing podcast, Yo Quiero Dinero, I'm sure people have heard of it. Um, but that's really someone who growing up, I remember I always wanted to be like her. I always, I guess, you know, it's a second child syndrome. It's just me and her, I'm the baby. Um, and I think a lot of people can relate to that, you know, being the, the, the younger sister and, you know, you have this person that you wanna be cool with and you wanna like be like her and chasing her around everywhere. I remember watching home videos, like you would just see, I was always behind her, always, you know, <laughs> doing the shit that she was doing and getting into trouble with her. Um, and yeah, that's just someone who still to this day, like she, she has helped me so much in my own growth and my own journey. And that's definitely someone that I, I wholeheartedly have to give props to um, for being someone that, you know, has helped me shape into who I am today. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you for sharing that. I, I don't tell her that though. <laughs> yeah, you should. You should tell her yeah. because we have to communicate that because, you know, I, big, I'm a big sister. <laughs> so we don't mm -hmm. get the credit. We don't yeah. get the credit. Like, you know, and I, my next question is about your parents, but we don't get the credit that we need because I feel like our parents rely so much on big siblings, like to figure it out, be there fill in like a lot of shit in. on your shoulders right being being the older sibling like you're the one who's expected to do everything right and you know the the kids that come out to that it's like ah, I, I really don't care but there's a lot like on the first generation that you know that that holds a lot of pressure to you guys yeah it's definitely yeah. a lot so please tell her she'll she'll be so happy yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um what is your relationship like growing up with your parents um 
I, I feel like our parents and relationships growing up, I really, they kind of mark you and, and kind of yeah. form you to the person that you have become. And I know my parents, I see myself a little bit, bits and pieces of my parents, like now as an adult and I'm like doing yeah. it. So I'm like, shit, like that's my dad, my dad, yes. that's my mom. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. My parents, they are still together. They're married 40 plus mm-hmm. years. Yes. Congratulations. Which is that's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it hasn't been rainbows and butterflies the of whole time. Course. Let's, let's just keep course. it a hundred, right? Yeah, um, that's, that's life. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I, I had a really, really good upbringing, I have to say. You know, definitely a home filled with love, with support, um, definitely arguments. You know, the n- communication is not something that was normalized in my home growing up and I think that's fairly common for you know us in the Latinx community Um, we never talked about our feelings we never expressed ourselves mental health was definitely not a topic of conversation and still to this day you know I try to get my mom to go to therapy because she definitely has trauma Um, but you know she's a 60 something old school Puerto Rican she's like no I don't need therapy I'm good Um, but you know I, I, I think I, the, my upbringing, the good and the bad definitely stemmed from there of, you know, I've noticed in my own healing journey, it's a struggle for me to communicate my feelings in a healthy way. I'm so used to blowing up. And I know that's the side of my mom. She's a Scorpio. So she goes from like zero to a (laughs) hundred. And, you know, that's something that I'm trying to work on because I am a single mom. I do have an almost 13 year old daughter and, you know, I try to, I'm trying to, to break the, the, the cycle of what Mm -hmm. I didn't have growing up in regards to like open communication and honesty. And like, yo, I tell my daughter everything. And that's not something that I had growing up with my family, right? Like my parents didn't even know that I was pregnant until after my first trimester like that's how scared I was yes and the way that they found out that I was pregnant it's another conversation for another day (laughs) (laughs) you know I I definitely remember that I just had this fear of speaking up Mm -hmm. growing up because of the repercussions because I knew that my family would punish me or I would get yelled at or you know I couldn't go out with my friends um, and that's definitely something that I'm trying to work through with the way that I communicate with my daughter, because like I said, that's not something that was normalized for me growing up. So I, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but I'm figuring it out as I'm I love going, you it. know what I mean? I love it. Yeah. And it's, it's very, like, I feel like instrumental, like to heal yeah. your shit, right? Yeah. Heal all that trauma. And basically that's like the topic if you will right that's your expertise that you're doing is healing traumas talking about traumas and how we can be healed or workforce healed and then like projecting that in our kids I'm not a mom yet but honestly I feel like if I need to do anything before I have kids is heal my shit so I'm not like pouring all that stuff on my kids because that's what happened with my mom right she had all these traumas all these things unresolved and she was what she had right for me yeah yeah and I had resentment I had disappointment I had a lot of baggage and honestly I feel like I broke the cycle I'm breaking the cycle because I went to her and I was like 
this and this happened and I feel this and this about it you know I I don't appreciate it and she's like oh it's because I grew up like that right so she didn't have it so she didn't know how to give it or anything like break the cycle she didn't break the cycle yeah and I think I think you know for us being the ones who are breaking the cycle I have to hold space for my family because they only knew what they knew you know, like I can't hold it against them that they didn't have the tools that I have growing up. Like they only knew so much and it's like, okay, you, you did the best that you could. It was a different time back then, you know, and I, I forgive you for that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I I get it. I think a lot of us can relate in, in that upbringing. Yeah. And, and something, thank you for bringing that up because forgiving is like, it gives you space of peace, right? And it gives them some peace. And it really improves your relationship with them. But first of all, the first step to that is communication. Telling them how you feel. Because if you don't, if you hold it in here, you have that resentment, you don't share, it's still gonna be there, it's not gonna heal. And that's the first part of like healing. It's just, this is how I feel, I forgive you, I understand, but then letting them speak to it too, because that kind of gives you some closure. Right. Right. Yeah. Yep. Oh, so um, I know you've talked about many different um, parts of your life that like were pivotal, but I figure that one of the most recent ones I think is like huge, right? So you did speak about your experience with domestic violence. Please like talk a little bit about what, like how that hits home because I have a best friend that she's uh, survivor right she Mm -hmm. she was I mean as of right now she's disabled because of it and thankfully she's alive Uh, but it really took a toll on her life and she's not the same person I'm so happy that you made it through and one piece and you're healthy and whole yeah because not a lot of people make it out Um, please tell us about your experience and how that formed you into the person you are today yeah absolutely so you know I, I did a lot of research around domestic violence after that situation, and a statistic that I came across blew my fucking mind. One in three women are going to be a victim of domestic violence in a lifetime. One in three. Wow. So just think about that. A group of people that you know are listening to this podcast, there's at least one person who has either been or knows someone. And me and you are a perfect example. I am someone, you know someone. Um, and it it's so much more common than we know because we don't talk about it. And, you know, going through what I went through, I went through it for a reason and I survived it for a reason. And in me sharing my story and talking about what I've been through, I've been able to not only heal myself, but to help the people who don't have a voice to speak up, the people who are scared, maybe people who are in an abusive relationship, but they don't even know. Like I feel in us sharing our stories and our experiences, if I can help one person, I've done my job, you know, by just sharing my story. And yeah, so I'll just give a little backstory on how me and him met. If anyone wants to listen to the full in-depth um you know, relationship. I recorded an entire podcast episode on my podcast, episode 10, that gives the full detail. You know, if I talk about it now, it's going to be like two hours and I don't want to take up all of your time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I met him online. Um, and in the beginning, I thought like he was my forever. 
the relationship really progressed quickly. And I think that's one red flag um, that people really need to look out for. There's this thing called love bombing, which is a real thing where, you know, the person throws this love and affection and just bombs you with these feelings of like, this person is my forever. And that's something that I experienced. And, you know, it was short-lived. Um, the relationship was very driven around like lust and sex and, you know, just obsession, honestly. Like I, I felt like I was obsessed with this person. And in that point in time, I didn't know why, you know, doing the work and healing, I realized like I didn't have worth or value or love for myself. And I was just looking for that validation in other people, which is something that, I do, I, that I've done in other relationships too. Um, but yeah, the relationship really escalated quickly. We met at the end of April, 2020 in the middle of May, he asked me to be his girlfriend. And in the middle of June, 2020, he moved in. So it was like super, super quick. And, you know, like five days after we met, he told me he loved me. And I was like, oh, I love you too. Yeah, it's just, it's insane. Like looking back at it now, there was so much shit that I ignored. Um, but I just know now it's because I, I was just longing for that that validation longing for that feeling of like oh someone so attractive wants me like you really want me you know what I mean and um yeah it just progressively got worse it didn't start off physical it started with verbal which is something that's very very common in dv or domestic violence relationships um, you know, in the beginning, he would talk to me like, oh, you're my queen, you're my soulmate, I love you so much. But then, you know, you can only pretend to be who you're not for so long. And I want to say maybe five months into the relationship, like, like the facade started to mm. dissipate. And it was like the real person um, was coming through he definitely had anger issues definitely had a rough upbringing I don't want to make excuses but like you know he definitely did not have the easiest life growing up and there was definitely mental illness within him that was untreated um and you know it, it just progressively got worse you know it started with the name calling it started with you know talking down um, then it came with infidelity and cheating and all of that. And then, um, progressively it just got worse. The first time that it got physical, I remember, I don't know what the reason was, but I believe I like went through his phone and I found out that he was like talking to his ex or something and I called him out on it. And he was like, who the fuck are you to like invade my privacy and go through my shit? And I remember he like squeezed my face so hard that I couldn't brush my teeth for like three days afterwards because it hurt to like move my mouth. And yeah, it was just, it was, it was a wild, wild time. Um, but yeah, that, that's really how it started. Um, and then the last incident was March of 2021. And like I said before, it, the abuse progressively got worse. Um, and, you know, long story short, I almost lost my life that night. And when I escaped from him, um, 
I just knew like, yo, the, I, I can't, I can't do this anymore because if I stay, I'm probably not gonna live. I'm gonna die. So yeah. Wow. Oh my God. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I'm sure it's hard, you know, like so hard for you to say it and kind of, I mean, you're in a space of healing now and you overcame it, right? But it's still like a very hard before, like right before I couldn't talk about it. Now, like I'm okay talking about it because I've done the work and because I have I don't want to say I'm healed. I don't think anyone has ever healed, but I'm definitely healing from it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I definitely just want to paint the picture for people to realize like, you know, domestic violence is a real thing. And a lot of people go through it. And there's some people who unfortunately are not able to tell their story. There's so many instances where people do succumb from, you know, the abuse. And I know I survived that night for a reason. And this is the reason for me to be your talking purpose. about this. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I'm so happy that, like I said, so happy that you're in one piece because um, from my experience with my friend, it's like, I wish that, you know, she would have listened or, you know, and there's red flags, like you said, red, red flags or yep. people tell you, but the only person that actually knows is a person in silence, yep. right? Yep. Um, it's so hard to like come out of it. And, and then when you do, hopefully you are in one piece. Exactly. Um, from your healing experience, I know it's fairly recent, but what would you say is like a healing toolkit or like a magic toolkit that you feel will like get people to start healing or like in that healing space? Yeah, I think it could be DV or like in general. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Any, any form of trauma. I think the first step, you need to accept it. You need to say, this is what it is and I'm not okay. I think a lot of people, and that's something that I did too before, like I would push it under the rug and just pretend like shit didn't happen and be like, okay, I'm cool. Uh, I'm, I'm living my life. But, you know, you, you need to get to the point where you're tired of your own shit. You're tired of repeating the same um, the cycle over and over and finding yourself in these similar situations. Like before my ex with domestic violence, like I was in another relationship that was just as toxic. There were instances of domestic violence in that too. And, um, you know, just realizing like, there's something about me, like I'm the common denominator in this situation. I'm tired of my own shit, so I need to accept it for what it is. And now what the fuck am I gonna do about it? So what did I do? I hired a life coach. I hired a, a psychologist. Like I got help because I knew I couldn't do it on my own anymore. I was trying to do it on my own for so long that it wasn't getting me anywhere. So just surrendering to whatever situation it is that you're in and finding help, that is where you can truly start to heal. You know, journaling is a huge thing too that a lot of people um, use in their own healing journey. Writing out your thoughts because we live in here, we live in our heads, right? And yeah. that's not gonna help you heal from whatever it is that you're thinking. If you write it out and you actually see what you're feeling, then you can identify, okay, I feel some type of way about this. I feel some type of way about this. Now, what am I gonna be able to do to heal from that? And that's how, you know, life coaches or therapy a huge component for therapy. It's helped me so much in my own healing journey. Um, but yeah, just the first step is just accepting it for what it is and saying, I need fucking help and I can't do it alone. 
Thank you. So just to kind of recap, and if you're going through some trauma, you have to accept it because it's happening, right? Get help and journal and seek um, like exterior factors to express it or get it out of your head. Yes. Yep. Thank you. Um, I think that's pretty decent because I feel like, like you said, the first step, if you don't see a problem, then how are you going to fix it? Yeah, exactly. 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 So yep. um, from your experiences as a mom and a DV survivor or, you know, Victor, if you will, um, what life lessons would you say that you live by um, or you wish you, you know, you can tell your younger self? Mm. I love this question. It's so good. What I've learned, what would I tell my younger self? I would tell her that it's okay to be alone. Like, I'm the type of person, well, I was the type of person, like, I've been in a relationship since I was 14 years old. I'm going to be 34 this year. So that's almost 20 years of, like, being in a relationship, right? And I've always seeked, like I said before, validation from other people, love from other people, wanting and needing from other people when I never found that within me. So that's something that I would tell myself, like, yo, you don't need somebody in your life all the time. Like you need to get to know you, who you are in your core. What are your likes? What are your dislikes? What, what are your turn-ons and your turn-offs? And, you know, what are your passions? All of those things. Stop looking for that shit in other people. Like you need to get to know you. You need to love you. That's something that I would tell myself because I never fucking loved myself for the longest. And let me tell you something. Loving yourself for me personally it's one of the hardest journeys that I've been on because for so long I hated myself, but I didn't accept that until I started my healing journey, you know, until I really was like single, single, you know how people say like, oh, she's single, single, like they say it twice, like, oh, she ain't got nobody. Yeah, single, single. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't until no like, prospects, I, nobody. <laughs> nothing, nothing, no hoes, like I've been celibate for over a year, like nothing, right? It wasn't until I got rid of the distractions and I really started to look within me that I realized like that I realized I'm like, yo, I got some shit that I gotta work on. I really have some shit that I need to work on. And I'm doing it. It's not easy. And let me say that for whoever's listening, the shit is hard. It's ghetto. It's fucking it's exhausting. It's exhausting. exhausting. But at the same time, it's so fucking rewarding it's it's such a such a peace that I feel like I I feel such a sense of calm that I've never felt before in my life wow that's powerful thank you so much for sharing that I feel like I honestly started my loving journey very recent too because just like you I would seek for love where I didn't have to because I was longing for that love because I didn't have it growing up and it's a cycle that's what actually of your parents because it kind of trickles down to like why are you looking for love you know because maybe you didn't have it when you were growing up or validation from others or you have a void somewhere else and you're like trying to find it in other people and um, and that was me for a very long time I never knew how to sit down it's hard for me to relax and sit down mm-hmm. and be with myself yep. but yep. up to recently when I lost my job my nine to five I'm unemployed right now um side note and when that happened I went crazy because I've always been busy school yep. work you know 
doing the, you know, doing the thing, always busy. And when I lost my job, it was like a slap in the face. And it was like, you have to like sit down with yourself, know yourself. And it was like the best thing for me. It was like a rebirth. Yes. Because it was like, okay, now I have time for like stuff that I want to do. Like I said, the gym, eating healthier, the podcast came out of it. And I'm so happy and blessed and peaceful because I feel like I don't need no exterior factors. Like if something else comes along, like great. But I'm happy the way I am now with myself. Yeah. Like that, then you're like, oh, I love, I'm loving myself. I'm with myself. Like all I need is myself. And that's like, honestly, the essence of gem in me, right? Because you have the gem in you and everything you need is inside of you. That happiness, the peace, the joy, everything is inside of you. But I knew this concept, but it's hard to apply it and be in that space. Yes. It's a journey. I mean, you can have good days, bad days, you know, it kind of is a, is a new journey every day. Yes. Yeah. And, and I'm glad you brought that up because I, I don't, I, I know I'm coming off like very positive and very like, oh my God, she's giving me so much life. But let me tell you, like, there's still moments where I'm triggered by what I've gone through. Like I was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder or PTSD. And there's moments where I get flashbacks and I get anxiety and I fall into depression and all of these things that come along with the journey. But I now have the tools in my toolkit to be able to process those feelings and not stay there. And like you said in the beginning, live in victim land. For the longest, I was like Erica says, the fucking mayor, Erica Kramer, our life coach, you know, she, she was the, she was the mayor of victim land. And I was like, yo, I resonate with that so much because I would always put the blame on other people and never point it back to myself. And it wasn't until I started taking accountability and I looked in the mirror and I was like, yo, I do play a part in the way that my life is or was. That's when the change started to happen. When I took accountability for what I put myself through. Exactly. This is huge. I feel yeah. like I was in victim land also. It's like, oh, yeah. my parents, like, these people are so annoying. <laughs> <It's> yeah. like, <laughs> yes. And like, okay, wait, like, what is it that I want? Like, and then you manifest and you start to learn, like, the things that you attract and you, yeah. you know, invest your energy and efforts to and people yeah. that you're with, your friends. It's huge. It's like a 360. Yes. When you start doing the work, changes. everything changes. Everything can change, but it, it all starts and ends with you. You're the one who can either be a victim or a victor. Yes. Oh my God. I love that quote. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks well, to Erica Kramer and the sisterhood. She's helped yes, me so much. Shout out to the sisterhood. Oh <laughs> yes. my God. This has been a, like a journey. I'm still in like module one. <laughs> I, I'm still like with, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Katie, Brian. Carrie, Katie. Yep. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot. There's a lot yeah. of unpacking and yes, like going with your thoughts and what's really bothering you. And it is it true? <laughs> yes, exactly. Is it true? Nine times out of ten, it's not true. <laughs> uh, yes, exactly. What is your superpower? Oh, my superpower. I would say it's my vulnerability, and I think it's my my not having that fear of being open and honest. 
I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with. They really don't like to show the dark moments. They don't like to talk about Bruno. You know what I mean? Like they they try to put on this facade that like everything's perfect and I'm doing the complete opposite. I'm bringing you guys along this journey that I'm figuring out as I go. And I think that's what people like to gravitate to. They like to see that like, yo, she's just a regular person too. She doesn't know what the fuck she's doing, but she's doing it. And I think that is so powerful and anyone can do that. It's just not having that fear of having to show up and being perfect because nobody's perfect. Um, but yeah, I think that's my superpower. I hope that's oh, a good Thank idea. you. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's a really good one because that vulnerability is so hard. Yeah. Um, like telling your story. Like when I started my podcast, I'm like, shit, like I want to do this, but like who is going to listen to this? Like, yeah. you know, these people are going to listen to this and they're going to know and like shit, like, oh my God, what yeah. they say about if, you know, some of this person comes to me and like asks me about this. Um, it's so hard. <laughs> but it's like, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, I mean, it's important to like, this is my truth. This is my life. This is my journey. It hasn't been great. It hasn't been horrible, but it's brought me to who I am today. And I'm proud as fuck of the woman that I am today. Like the girl that I was two years ago, I don't fucking know who she is. I'm a completely different person. And it's because of those experiences that I've gone through that has helped shape me into who I am today. So, you know, I, I'm grateful for it all, the good, bad, and the shitty. I love it. Oh my God, this is very <laughs> powerful. And um, I know you mentioned that like you survived that, you know, very hard night for a reason. Yeah. And you found your purpose. Yeah. And you're living your purpose through your story. And I want you to kind of share like, what is that for you? Like sometimes, okay, we found our, our, our purpose and we're kind of living it through the day. But like, do you have a vision of like, this is who I will be like yeah. five, 10 years from now. Yeah, absolutely. I, I say this all the time and I joke around about it, but I'm, I'm like dead ass serious. Like I want to be the Latina Dr. Phil. Like I want to have my own show where yes. come on <laughs> and they share their trauma and what they've gone through. And I just have this global platform that people can just feel safe to be vulnerable and to share the the shit that they've gone through but also like know that there's so much more than what has happened to you and you don't need to let your trauma define who you are you know I I, I want it to be on a grand scale that it's like in every single country that people listen to this podcast and you know I'm going on tours and I'm speaking to people and you know I just want it to be something that I can't even imagine, but I know that it's on the horizon. God has this life set up for me. And, you know, I'm in the beginning stages of putting it together and I'm just going to keep showing up and being me and just owning my story and my journey and yes. bringing it along the way. Manifesting it. And I, I wish you nothing but the best. Because Thank I feel you. like, you know, there's not a lot of people like that are genuine, vulnerable, doing the work mm -hmm. and willing to help others while you're doing yes. it. Because it's so hard to like do it yourself, but like Absolutely. helping others, it takes also like, you know, filling your cup and pouring here and pouring there. Yes. And you're pouring into people, but you also have to pour into yourself. Absolutely. And I learned that. So, um, you know, and honestly, I feel like I also hold like a value and like, I really, it fills my cup to help others. Yes. You know, right. So, yeah. so creating that community. And I feel like you've been part of my community too, because I've learned from you. We, um, 
met a manifiesta, which was amazing. Amazing. And it kind of opened like doors to like a thousand, you know, people and yes. the relationships and, and things. So I'm like so grateful for those things. And we're gonna continue to collaborate and yes. create and and help others and in our healing journey. And I feel like healing sometimes is not a single definition so to kind of close like well to kind of segue into our closing what is healing for you Mm. oh it's ghetto as fuck no (laughs) (laughs) yes definitely (laughs) no I think healing is really just getting to know you at your core like peeling back those layers going back to childhood you know, just figuring out really who you are at your core being and finding the best part of you in that process, even with all the shit that's been thrown at us, you know, with life and kids and jobs and relationships and all that, really just knowing who you are at your core being, like that is what I'm doing in my own healing journey. Thank you. That really puts it into perspective. And I feel like healing means a lot for different people, right? Mm-hmm. Depending on the drama, the, their circumstance, the upbringings, et cetera. Yeah. Um, but I feel like the end goal is to like feel whole. Yes. Whole and at peace. With yourself. With yourself. Yeah, yeah. because everything starts from yep. within. Um, thank you so much. It's been like an amazing conversation. And I feel like we had so many gems. Yes. So many aha moments that I feel like our listeners will really take on and, and use it and implement it in their lives. And I wanted to give you the opportunity to share your services and where um, our listeners could, you know, find you and go um, follow you. Yes, thank you so much once again for having me. I it just lights me up to have these type of conversations that I know are really gonna change and help people. Like I said before, who who are the voiceless, who are are scared to speak up. So I just thank you so much and shout out to you for this amazing podcast. I'm so honored to be a part of it. Um, but yeah, you guys can follow me. I'm mainly on Instagram. Uh, my handle is Watch Us Thrive Podcast. I have my own podcast. It's called Watch Us Thrive. It's available everywhere Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Um, brand new episodes drop every Tuesday at 5 a.m. Eastern. And then I do like a bonus episode sometimes on Fridays. Um, and yeah, that's what I'm working on. I'm also on Twitter, um, WUT Podcast underscore um and in the future I'm starting I'm in the very very beginning stages of putting together like a self-love workshop that I want to host talking about healing from trauma and overcoming toxic relationships and warning signs to look out for and just advocating for the domestic violence community so be on the lookout for that like I said it's in the very early stages um but yeah just come holler at your girl and you know I'm just I'm here to be a safe space for people to be vulnerable. So slide in my DM. I'm very, very active and I'll speak to you. If anyone wants to be a guest on my show, hit me up. Um, but yeah, that's me. That's me. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much again for being yeah. here. And it's been a pleasure like meeting you from the get-go. Like you've been always so supportive, so open, like ready to like give the tips and tricks and like yeah. have that conversation. So I really commend you and like give you um, a lot of gratitude for that because not everybody's like that right because we have so much on our plates and like just like you know going out of our way to help others sometimes yeah. it's not as easy as we would like to but you always make time 
So thank you so much. Gem and me is yours to come on whenever you want, you know, um, our community. But I need you on my podcast, girl. Like we need to. Yes, yes, we have to schedule it. <laughs> and I feel like a lot of the, like you describing, like uh, Watch Us Drive, I feel like there's so much mental health in there. And like, I'm a mental health advocate because yeah. I have a master's in public health. And, you know, I've mm-hmm. done some, I would say education on it. And I've been in healthcare for eight years. So I feel like I'm so connected to like healing, right? And mental health because I've been in the public health space. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's like the main topic. Like, let's get our mind and heart in one, like in one piece and whole yes because if not like our lives are not there's so many broken people out in this world who are just looking for a community and looking for places where they can be vulnerable and with my podcast and your podcast we're creating that space so you know we're just changing lives one day at a time yes thank you so much for listening guys thank you thank you so much for listening today's episode i am so grateful that you're here listening to my podcast gem and me um i hope that you continue to share continue to listen on on very important topics that i discuss in my growth and journey to what is called life um i hope that you're able to learn and explore different values and things that you have within you um I really hope to serve as a a support system and a community to those who need the inspiration in that community because I know that I needed this, you know, um, I still do, um, but like growing up, I felt like I needed something where I can, you know, see the examples and have a support system. So I hope to serve as such. Thank you for listening and have a great one.